All right, everybody, we are back. Welcome to episode 27 of Shooting the Shit Podcast. Uh, I'm here with It's Millar Time. Uh, Mike is still alive, I promise you guys. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of go through that real quick. Uh, Mike is not dead. In fact, I just talked to him the other day, and I'm thinking next weekend him and I are going to go shooting. So that'll be pretty fun. And then, um, yeah, I've got nothing crazy going on, but I uh, um, let's uh, let's talk about our show sponsor brownells um it's it's millar time what did you get from brownells uh these last couple weeks i know you've been acquiring some Uh, cool stuff yesterday i got the um another eotech exps uh 3-0 you know i love my eotechs (laughs) um aside from that what if you know everything is oh my night vision i can't forget about that now I did get my PVS 14, uh, the AGM uh, 3AL3, uh, super stoked to, to start running around getting some night vision content. Um, there you go. How's that going? How's your, how's your PV, has you been using it? Like you've been wandering around at night? I haven't. I, I really, I think I want my like first true experience to be like out in the farm fields. I'll see like if I just go out of my neighborhood like literally out of my neighborhood there's farm fields so like I could just go wander around the farm fields over there yeah I don't I don't have that luxury oh well (laughs) it's your fault because you live in a weird fucking place um (laughs) um but yeah I got a I mean I've got a lot of cool shit I I can't even remember half of it I mean the big things are really that uh the night vision uh I did get that Sons of Liberty um soul snatcher lower just came in which i am super super excited about that too um the scalper build is uh, as you've seen the pictures i haven't posted anything really but um that's coming together uh, i need to remount the muzzle device after my uh ocd panic the other day on the suppressor fitment <laughs> your ocd panic what, what were you yeah. panicking about <laughs> the alignment of the suppressor oh yeah that's right you like lost your fucking mind over that thing i thought that I was did. hilarious I did for like two days now. And now I've had like three or four dudes that are just like, send it. So now I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just reinstall uh, this here. And yeah, just send fucking it. send it. Yeah, just have fun. Just, you know, yeah. so I'm going to uh, get that together here. Um, perfect thing to complete, you know, for 4th of July weekend, get some, some freedom completed. There you go. So I'm going to get that uh, on there. That EXPS is going to sl- go on that. I'm going to slap that on there. Um, I do want to SBR that, but I might start with a pistol brace uh, before I file for a stamp. Um, there you go. Speaking of that, because I know we've brought this up on previous podcasts. I'm not sure if you heard or saw, um, but I guess the ATF, there was some case going on. And apparently the person that was, um, you know, for the ATF overseeing that case uh, made the announcement regarding the braces that that is projected for december now yeah yeah i did see that um which fuck the atf uh don't listen to them if you're out there you know do whatever the hell you want um i've got a 12.5 that that apparently according to their thing if it's over 26 inches it doesn't it no longer meets the requirement and is no longer allowed to have a stabilizing brace whereas before it was considered a braced firearm so it technically like it could have a foregrip because it was over the legal length of 26 inches like overall like it could do all that but now the atf decided they're gonna fuck up everything so what Um, i've decided to do go ahead i was gonna say the supreme court just ruled on that though that those guys can't act in a unilateral fashion without going through congress so even um if they proceed with that it should be very um short lived yeah let's hope so because that's a good that's a good thing um and to be honest, like, I'm like, it's not that I'm afraid of the ATF, but I make content on YouTube. So I don't want to give them any more ammunition to come after me for shit that they already want to come after me with. So I'm just going to, I'm going to be in my own little world doing my own little thing. And I'm not going to really care about the rest of the world. So like that's, and, I, and I'm going to leave it at that. Like y'all are be like, oh, you're a pussy for not doing this other stuff. No, like, let, let, you know, I would, I would definitely keep an eye out for a lot of things coming in the future. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm going to do anything crazy. Uh, but I do think that um, the government uh, needs to be put in check by a lot of people like me who have like YouTube channels 
and they need to be told like, look, we don't want to be messed with. We just want to be left alone. We want to be in our own little area. We want to protect our families the way that we want to protect them, no matter how we see fit. And if, and if you're going to deem us criminals arbitrarily, just because you changed your mind, like, I think I, to be honest, I think that's a tyrannical government at that point. So um, and I, that sounds like the Supreme Court kind of agrees with me there. I would. Yeah. I mean, I think the Supreme Court um, last week uh, very much agreed with that. And I, I mean, if you look at the history as the Supreme Court uh, did for that case, they're definitely there's there's overreach and overregulation everywhere. And it's very clear that from that from the ruling last week, as well as the mag bans, the assault weapons bans and the open carry bans that they push down to the lower courts, um, there's action coming from the courts <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. We got we got plenty of stuff going on. Like um, I did order a barrel um, from the company called TNTE. I know I've said that I, I didn't like them in the past, but um, they're really the only ones that are making like front sight based barrels. Um, so I ordered one of those. Uh, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna build that guy out pretty soon. I have um, just all sorts of shit that I want to do. So you know, I've just been I've been acquiring things. I've got a new chest rig, the Velocity Systems, the Mayflower Velocity UW, um, which I think honestly is a pretty sweet chest rig, and it's been pretty comfortable so far with four fully loaded mags. So I can only hope to run that around the range the next couple weekends. And then, yeah, I don't know what else. Like, um, I think that everyone should have all that stuff. And I think that it's uh, pretty interesting. I got a KE Arms lower in. Um, oh, another one? Yes, but not a, mm, I don't know. Uh, it's a forged lower. So it's just a plain uh, uh, basic uh, okay. bitch forged lower. So it's nothing, it's nothing. It's a mail spec. Um, What's that girl's name? Daniela, whatever. Oh, on here, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember her name, but K Arms is pretty sweet, and they're they're awesome. I I highly recommend everybody go get like one KP fifteen lower, just because they're awesome. Like I absolutely love those low receivers. I think they're the fucking best. So if you're gonna go out and buy a lower, go look at a K Arms lower. They make some of the best shit around. Um, I don't really know what else to talk about other than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, uh, I, I pulled up my list of stuff I got in. I did get uh, that other build that I've been talking about renovating, my um, first build ever that I was not huge on the gas block. I got in a Ford Controls 15-inch uh, M-lock rail uh, that I'm going to be throwing on that, um, which I'm pretty excited about, too. Hey, there so you I, go. I need to um, never dimple the barrel. So I, I, I've got to knock that out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a learning experience. You said you didn't dimple the barrel? I haven't dimpled a barrel before. Oh, you've never dimpled a barrel? No, yeah. I actually, um, it was the PA gunsmithing school actually hooked me up with a jig. Um, mm. So huge shout out to them. Um, I was looking for the, it's been forever. I've been waiting on this rail to come in. I'm trying to remember who makes the, um the jig now i want to say it's black rifle brownells jig if if it's um uh yeah black black rifle disease i have the kak the cac is what i call it other people are like no it's not knight's armament um you're right it is not knight's armament but i have the kak one i have what else do I have? I have the other one that I can't remember, but it's a 625 jig because I had a pencil barrel that I needed a jig at one point. And it's uh, actually gotcha. it's actually come in like very handy with a lot of different like people who have like pencil barrels that I know. Um, they're like, oh, can you dimple it? I'm like, yeah. And one guy actually came over and he had like four barrels and, he, and um, I dimpled one of them and found the other three barrels already had a dimple. So oh I wow! Like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, no, I like dimpling jigs. They're they're honestly awesome, and they will kind of give you an estimate if your barrel's out of spec or not. So um, that's the cool part. Um, I did, however, uh, you mean like diameter wise? Yeah, like diameter wise, I had I had one that was a, a, a standard government barrel, standard seven five zero gas journal, and I put my standard um, one on there, and it was too it was too like like uh, it wouldn't my how do I put it? My uh, dimpling jig would not fit over the barrel. So it looks like they just oversized the barrel. And then uh, I can't remember what funky company it was, Uh, but I called them and I sent it back and they sent me out the same fucking barrel. Like it looks like they literally got it in. They were like, Nope, it's fine. And like shipped it right back out. That's wild. Um, I mean, while building that, upper for the the scalper uh as you know i got a sons of liberty barrel um per alex's recommendation when he was on but i got the yeah. five barrel man that the fitment for that gas block onto that barrel i fought that thing for a good half hour <laughs> that might be a little too tight what kind of gas block did you use sons of liberty damn <laughs> <laughs> i literally i put oil on and I, I had to wiggle it back and forth, back and forth, and then add more oil on when I got in, like enough on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I fought that thing for a while. Damn, that sucks. Um, but it's, it's on there. I prayed to I never just, have to take it off. I would have just used a nylon hammer. I thought about doing that. Um, honestly, I've been pretty uh, excited with how this build is turning out you know, from a OCD standpoint, <laughs> as in like, I've not uh, chipped any anno or anything. And I'm like, thank God I have the right tools now. It's funny. Thank God for Brownells. <laughs> you, I think you freak out about that stuff. And it's like, I have never, I've never had a build that I've been like, oh no, I'm afraid to like scratch it or chip it. Like I, I, ah. there's, that's the thing is you never learn I don't think you learn if you try to do shit like, you know, you don't learn like how far you can push your limits. And I'm that kind of person. Like, I want to know how far I can push my limits. Yeah. I I think for me, it was more um, in the past. I haven't used the right tools. I haven't had the right tools. Oh, dude. Okay. So that Vism, that Vism lower vice block. Oh my God. That thing is a lifesaver, isn't it? It is amazing. Dude. Okay. First of all, (laughs) Vism does not sponsor this and Brownells definitely needs to carry them. So head on over to Brownells um, and go to their Instagram and yell at them for not carrying the Vism lower vice block. Yeah. I realize it's made in China, but I have never had a better experience with a lower vice block. Like, and how it works and just how it, it just, it's a, I mean, fantastic hands down. I love that damn thing. And I don't, I will never ever like fuck around with a, with a, uh, uh, tube again, like a buffer tube again. Like, it's just so nice. It just, it drops right in there. It's so your lower kind of screws into this jig, like it screws in via the pistol grip screw. And then the jig sits there and then you have like your, you put in your buffer tube and all that and you kind of tighten everything down just a little bit. And you set in your buffer tube and then you can kind of tighten the whole thing up via this jig, $55 jig. You can go get it at where I got it at was um, uh, Charlie's custom, Charlie's custom clones. Um, And I mean, dude, never had a better experience with a jig. Honestly, hands down. I I have sent um, Brownells like so many things on Instagram, like, please pick this up and have this. This is one of the best gunsmithing tools that people should have. Um, so I don't know if they're going to get one in or if they're going to be like, Hey, you know, who can make this for us? You know, blah, blah, blah. There's, Whether there's it, a few companies out there making them. Well, who's making them? Cause Vism's the only one I've seen. Uh, there's four companies. Um, if you give me two seconds, I can, <laughs> I can, I can find out. Uh, yeah. but the, the Vism for those who I guess are tuning in is also, um, NC star. Yeah, NC Star, which don't buy their don't buy their castle nut wrenches or any of that shit. They're all garbage. But um, this thing is awesome. Yeah, hands down. I mean, that thing is that I yeah, I <laughs> I, I can't even put into words the game changer that it is. It mm-hmm. is uh, it is amazing. It's phenomenal, um, man. I never thought I never thought I would like 
that that much. Like I, I was sitting there just thinking of like, you know, it was a fucking lore of ice blocks. Like, what does it matter? But no, like it, I, I, I was just, I was like, you know, I spent 50 bucks, whatever. Like it's not bad, but bam. I mean, dude, if you're going to build a lower, that is a damn nice low receiver jig. Like that is wonderful. Okay. So there's actually a few and it's on school. Of the American rifle posted on Instagram on, uh, I don't follow Mar- him. He doesn't like me. Yeah. So uh, he posted on March 25th, uh, a breakdown of all of them, which is where I found it. Um, so there's a Bowtack uh, version, a, Z, a KZ AR-15 receiver extension buffer tube st- uh, block. I, uh-huh. I don't know which one that is in it. Oh, the silver one in his picture. I don't know. In the picture, it doesn't look so great. It's not, it's anything, it's nothing close to the NC star. The one that I personally, in his, um, picture that I was after, uh, was the Taquan Sports. They do a, um, it, it's a very, very similar to that one, but it has screws on the portion um, o- that goes over the buffer tube. Hmm. So you actually tighten down onto the buffer tube and then it has a portion that sits into the grip portion exactly like the NC Star. Um, but yeah, that's what I was originally after and reading the comments and stuff. They apparently only produce them very limited production um, releases, and he wasn't sure when the next ones were coming out. And, and then when I was reading through, um, everybody said that 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 NC Star one for for us is good. Like the the green one, the the Tac One Solutions. If you were um, like Sons of Liberty Gunworks or somebody that's wrenching, actually building rifles uh, daily, the other one was better, but. For us, the the NC Star is is the way to go. Did you end up changing out the the tape that they had in the buffer tube area? No, mine's been fine. Uh, mine came off right after the first buffer tube. <laughs> oh yeah, no, mine's fine. Um, what's cool though is I kind of loosened up that screw at the bottom, and I just kind of left that loose. And you know, it's got some pretty tight tolerances. I just put in the, I just did the screws over the top and I didn't tighten them down like crazy because mm-hmm. how the buffer tube channel sits in there, it's actually really straight. So I just kind of left that kind of that way. And uh, I didn't, I didn't end up like putting any downward force on it because you don't want to, you don't want to put like, you don't want to have your low receiver and then have like downward force on your buffer tube. Cause then when you go to tighten it down, it'll, It'll be a little wonky. You could fuck up, fuck up some stuff there. So I would definitely. I've been uh, watching that, but I have been concerned about that for sure. Yeah. That's kind of just why I left that screw loose at the bottom. Cause I just didn't like, there's not enough place like side to side to have that be an issue for the buffer tube to be wonky. I so, mean, I don't think you're supposed to like haul down on it though. I think you're supposed to tighten those top ones and then just snug that bottom one. Yeah. See, I don't even want to snug it because I don't want to put any downward force on that other than the weight of that little thing at the end like i just that's something that i don't want to do so makes um, sense but yeah so let's get into some questions uh we had some questions literally sent in by one person because nobody likes us um (laughs) so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna let you answer this first one do uh do you keep any by the way the guy who sent all these questions in his name is the adam jagger at i don't know his instagram now um uh, it's the the adam jagger with two two e's for the yeah t-h-e-e underscore adam a-d-a-m underscore jagger j-a-g-g-e-r he was on our podcast previously um, but he sent in all these questions i just forwarded them to uh malar and myself so that we have them but i'm gonna let you answer this first one um do you keep any medical food and water in your vehicle Ooh. uh no <laughs> no why not uh i don't know i need to i pretty much uh you know i might have i have like a general toolkit in there i can't remember if it has a medical kit i don't feel like it does though okay i that I, again that's like uh it's something i need to probably work on uh my main medical kit stays with like my range pack Oh, that's good. Um, that's always good to have medical wherever you're going. I kind of, I kind of carry medical when I work. So I have an ankle kit. It's the 
Warrior Poet Society ankle kit from Blue Alpha Gear that I actually got at uh, Medical Gear Outfitters. So I, I have that. Um, and that's kind of what I carry like every day on my body. So it's kind of like a trauma kit, like a, it's a, it's a real quick trauma kit. Uh, it's got, um, it's got a tourniquet. It's got, a, um, uh, shears. It's got all the stuff that you would, I think you would need if you were to get shot. So that's kind of what I keep on me. It is a bit bulky and sometimes it kind of sucks, but it, it works. It's what it, I need it to be. And I don't have to impress anybody. I'm not wearing like suit slacks every day. So it's something that I can definitely carry. Uh, I could totally see that same pack though, just being like a pocket pack and having it like in a briefcase or something. If you're at work, totally see the same thing, but that's something I carry with me every day. So whether I'm in my vehicle or not in my vehicle, it's always there. Um, and then I don't carry any of that. It, I carry water in my vehicle because I, you never know, I work out in the hot ass sun every day. So there's always water in my van. Um, but the uh, no food, I don't really carry food just because it gets too hot. And there's not a whole lot of stuff that just kind of stays shelf stable. Um, what I would say, though, is um, I don't carry medical dedicated to my vehicle either. It's in my backpack. Like I have a bigger kit, like a bigger blowout kit, like in my backpack. And that's always kind of just it's either it's in my van when I'm working. It's not in my van. Like if I take my backpack in somewhere and I have to work on a machine or do something, um, if I have to go in and see a client, it's in that backpack, like stuff like that. So um, do I keep it in my vehicle? Yes, but it's only in a bag that I can take with me other places. And that bag has multiple other uses. Like it's got my computer in it and other stuff. So um, I think that kind of answered that question. Um, next, we're going to move on to freezer food. This is, is, I think this is a question like, do you, um, they have, he has multiple deer in his freezer year round. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, but I would, I would cons, I would say emergency prepping. Like, I don't know if we're going to have power. Um, so like if I had a deep freezer, I definitely would keep more meat on hand, like lots more meat on hand. Um, the problem is I don't have a deep freezer yet. I want one. I just don't have one. So, um, I would like to get more deer. Like uh, we have a butcher shop down the road that will quarter a deer for me for like 400 bucks, something like that. And I can, I can take like a quarter, like different cuts of the deer and have that. Uh, I think I might do that at some point um, just because I don't do a whole lot of hunting. I would love to hunt. The problem is, is that it takes too much time for me to do that shit. And I just don't have, I don't have the resources and the time to split up and do that shit on top of making all the content and doing all the other stuff. Something I can't do. Um, but I would love to do. I think that would be very nice. Um, what about you? Do you have any anything that goes with that? I mean, we've kind of briefly touched on that in a previous podcast, but uh, I haven't, I've only hunted once. Uh, I tried to hunt turkey. Um, I had a massive tom that should have been mine. And you found out they were too damn smart for you. No, and it uh, went over to the this beaver dam and Somebody else happened to be on the other side of the beaver dam. How dare them? And they got my turkey. And that is yeah. the story of my hunting career so far. Oh, well, that <laughs> but I, I, I want to, uh, I do want to, um, I want to try hunting deer. Uh, I have had venison in the past and I, my wife and I really enjoyed it. Oh man, it's um, wonderful. Elk is also incredible. Um, I was supposed to go bear hunting a few years ago and that ended up being a, fucking nightmare um so that was not uh that was not something that was done but i would love to go and hunt black bear grizzly bear or do something like that um and then yeah no like hunting is fantastic and it is a skill that everyone i think should have you should know how to butcher stuff that's that's something that i really want to learn more about i've only ever butchered one animal and it was literally my buddy had an elk and he let, he kind of showed me how to butcher some of the stuff on the elk, but it's been years. I would definitely need to go and do that again. Cause that's not something that I know. Um, so yeah, there's always something to learn there. Um, but when it comes to that, um, the thing I also have to think about is um, how quickly can that meat go bad? If I never open the freezer, yeah, that's wonderful. But the also the thing is, is I, I would need to figure out a way to monitor the temperature of the freezer just to make sure that that meat never goes bad. So if, if the freezer takes a shit, I know that it needs to come out and I need to put it somewhere else. Um, and then when the power goes out, 
Um, you got to kind of know like how long that freezer will stay cool, keeping all that meat nice and cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you're for, without power for a long period of time, are you willing to dedicate a section of your generator to that? You know, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you wouldn't, but you know, you have to dedicate some of your power to keeping that stuff cool. And that could take valuable resources, say, if you have someone who has some sort of medical need. So I would definitely look at that, look at the overall situation um, uh, and, and pre-plan that. Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into before you go and do that stuff. Because remember, every little thing you do has to have a support system for it. Um, that's another thing that I don't think a lot of people take into prepping or food storage or emergency preparedness, anything like that. So definitely look at that. Um, yeah, do you, you want to have to, I was going to say, you definitely have to consider the resources and like that fine balance of, like you said, am I, am I using the generator for, um, for the freezer or do I have another application that may potentially be more important? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much, I should have said that instead of going along my whole rant there. Do <laughs> um, you want to take the third one? You 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 read out the third question I sent oh, you. Let's see. Let me make sure I can read it. <laughs> right. Uh, thoughts on just stacking bottled water instead of using fancy water containers? Oh, so remember how we were talking about those fancy like $15 water containers last time? Yeah. So, Yes. I actually have, every time I go to Costco, I pick up another, and I go to Costco like twice or three times a month. Um, I pick up just a thing of bottled water, um, whether it be the small bottles or whatever. One, because we give them out to the delivery drivers here, because not only do I get a shitload of work packages, but my wife gets a shitload of work packages. And I, buy, I get a bunch of shit from Brownells and other companies too. So huge shout out to Brownells. Um, but in the meantime, what I do is I have a cooler outside that's got ice in it. And I put bottled water and sodas and chips in there for them because they deserve it. Those guys work their ass off to get me stuff. So I need to I feel like I need to pay back the delivery drivers who are out there in the hot ass fucking sun every day out there, you know, delivering stuff to my house. So yes, I have huge things of, of that. Um, but that kind of gets used consistently. And sometimes it's not always, um, it's not always like topped up. Um, but I think I have like 25 cases of water. So I think I'm like good on water. <laughs> um, Man, but, you're making me feel like uh, now I know why my packages are late. I'm not giving these dudes water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I know how hard it is for them. First of all, my neighbor across the street was a, uh, is a UPS driver, and then I have another neighbor who is a USPS like postal guy, uh, which I tell him all the time, the government, and he's like, oh, but I have a great pension. I'm like, you, I hope you die. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I make sure that no matter what they have stuff there, I even let the USPS people know. I'm like, Hey, if you go to my house and you're thirsty, I usually have three people who do the route here. I let them all know. And almost every day I see them come and grab something. So I'm not like hiding it from them. I want them like, including the trash people like, dude, if you're thirsty, fucking grab water. I'm not going to be mad. You take the trash out every day. I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Um, and some of them are like, oh, no, I could never do that. I'm like, no, I literally have it here for you. Like, I want you to take it. You you do a lot for me. I need you to do, I, I, like, I want to give back to you somehow, you know. But if, so. the shit, but if the shit hits the fan, that's my water. Yeah, and I'll shoot you in the fucking face for it. So, uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, you know, I feel like, you know, you put good out there in the world. You should get it back. Um, not That's not always the case, especially when people are hungry. Shit changes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm totally down with bottled water as a form of storage. If you're just going to go buy two or three cases a week and you only go through a case, you're going to be 30 cases deep in a matter of months, you know, so you'll be good there. Uh, and, uh, water is cheap, especially when you buy it in the bottle it buy, if you go to Costco or you have another big box store around you, or even to fucking Walmart, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can spend $20 and have many gallons of water um, on tap and that are just storable just on them by themselves. So now do you have a certain amount that you strive to maintain? I never go below 20. 20 cases, 20 cases. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I never go below 20. If I, if I'm at 21 and I use 21, I'm at the store buying like five or six more. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, dude, that cost me 12, 13 bucks, maybe 15. Um, it's not very expensive. Like Kirkland water is a fucking dime for a gallon. Like it's nothing. So definitely, you know, granted I'm not stacking smart water, 30 cases deep, you know, that's not what I'm doing. Like I'm just buying cheap fucking bottled water. Okay, with will... the propel. <laughs> <laughs> Only going to have black cherry when it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You don't need to be hydrated. Here's some sugar water. <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, <laughs> um, and you take the next question. Cause okay, I want to so know the, your the ne- take on this. The next one is, do you guys, do you guys, do you guys, do we do any do canning? Any, do we do any canning? Uh, we can vegetables, food, uh, we can stuff during normal life. So we have that on hand. Um, I, I, without going into too much detail, I have a family member uh, that cans uh, stuff regularly. Um, but I do not. But my like my goal is to get to where they are in the event of uh, that sort of emergency. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be flat out. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I've never canned anything in my life. I don't know where to fucking start. Um, I've looked at YouTube videos and it looks semi complicated, like enough that I could figure it out if I had enough time. But at the same time, like no, never canned anything. I have a shitload of canned food um uh one what about one of those um do you do uh, what the hell do they call it one of those airbag things where you seal it into uh the plastic wrap stuff that is exactly uh i can't i'm blanking on the name of it what the hell is that called a vacuum sealer yeah maybe that's it yeah (laughs) (laughs) If, if, if it's what i'm thinking it's a vacuum sealer now that I can get behind. You can vacuum seal fucking everything, um, which is cool because even you can even do that with cans, I believe. You can vacuum seal cans. Um, so I, mean, I would people vacuum seal ammo to keep moisture out of it and stuff. So there's I don't get that, but that's long-term storage, I think. But uh, to me, honestly, I shoot so fucking much. I'm I've got ammo. Like I'm not worried, you know. Like I feel like the people who who store ammo don't shoot it. You know, like they're like, oh, and they're also storing shitty ammo. Like, don't store steel case. Like, don't, like, 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 I, as someone who shoots a shitload of steel case, don't store steel case. Like, that's not something you should be storing. You should be storing, like, you're going to be storing high quality I mean, ammo. Yeah, you better I mean, that's be, a thing. it better be Black Hills 77 grain OTMs. That's what you better be storing and sealing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you're more likely to have a malfunction running steel than you are brass for like steel to me is straight training ammo like for, mu- for multiple reasons but yeah store brass kick ass yeah store <laughs> high quality brass don't buy fucking pmc x tech thinking that you're gonna rule the world at the end like that's not what's gonna happen <laughs> and that's the thing it's like if you're storing good ammo i totally understand that I completely get it. But if you're if you're storing fucking Red Army standard, you have to rethink your priorities. Sell your fucking thing and start buying good ammo. Anyway. All right. Next that, question. Um that's the spinny thing. Just this isn't a question. The spinny thing on the tourniquet, I believe, is called a windless or a windrow or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. Who cares? It's the thing that tightens down the tourniquet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard a name for it, but I can't remember either. I think it's, it's, I yeah, let me, think let it's me, called let a Let me witness. Google quick. So we have a uh, tourniquet, tourniquet, tourney thing. <laughs> there you go. That's probably how it is at Google. <laughs> That's what they should have named it. That's that. If I would patent something, I'm going to literally patent it by like the dumbest name, tourney thing. Like, you know, <laughs> have a breakdown of what it's called anyway i'm going to go through this real quick while you try to figure that out um 
he says he asks again a medical question that says do you at least keep a trauma kit in your vehicle i think i covered that already with my medical stuff because i carry a trauma kit on my body and i have a bigger trauma kit that's in my bag so yeah i'm not gonna go through and kind of state that all over again even though i just did so i apologize about that uh, um, it's a winless. it is a winless okay it's a winless so there you go not a not a win not a wind yeah, row w-i-n-d-l-a-s-s Oh, win last. Okay. Win last. Um, and then, so the next one is, do you keep medication on hand? Tylenol, Benadryl, et cetera. Um, I don't consider those necessarily medications. Um, I would consider like a medication, like an EpiPen or um, some sort of antiviral or antibiotic. That's what I would consider a medication, which apparently now you can order online. You can get that online, um, which I totally think everyone should have a, a, a it's, I think it's called RX plus or something like that. You can order it online. You can get like a 30 day supply of certain medications and they have breakdowns on how you should use them in what circumstances. Totally think that that's an awesome thing that we should be having. Um, but Tylenol and Benadryl, I think if you have a medicine cabinet, you should have like the big ass bottle of Tylenol and the big ass bottle of Benadryl and all that shit. You know, like I totally think that that's stuff that everybody should have. Um, I get really bad allergies um, like two to three times a year, um, like in, and not just like a day, but like the months, you know, that are, that are two to three times every year where you just, it's, it's bad, bad allergy season. My allergies go fucking haywire. So I totally get having all that. So yeah, Lortadine and all that stuff. I definitely keep on hand. Um, just so that way I continuously know that I have some, but I do think it would be good to stock up on that because it does tend to go pretty quickly. Um, I think that that should be more readily available here. So what about, what is your take on that? Uh, I mean, I, what you were saying makes sense to have that stuff. Um, as far as like, I mean, ibuprofen and all that, that stuff. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, you're right. It's not exactly a medication, that's one thing that like a lot of those, um, what do I want to say? Like the, the cheaper, um, IFAC packs all have, I mean, they have like, I don't even know. They got all sorts of weird shit in those. You got to watch that. Like they put aspirin and stuff in there and it's not exactly something that you would actually use typically. Yeah. It's, it's like, like that. It's like a, it's like a weird yeah, yeah, I know, it, I know exactly it, yeah, what you're talking it's, about. It's more like, I mean, they're they're advertising it. I want to refer to it as like a, uh, you know, like a tactical medical kit. But really what you're getting in that is more like what you'd need if you were out on a hike or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> so. So that's something to be aware of too, is like, if you're looking at those medical packs and trying to figure out what to put in yours, like definitely look closely at what those guys are uh, putting in there. Cause I, I snagged one of the voodoo tactical ones. I got it on sale for like dirt cheap um, when I was originally looking at medical packs. And that's kind of what I started to base mine off of was that. And then I started acquiring other things that I actually um, felt were needed like uh, Israeli bandage, uh, then I started getting like the tourniquets, um, combat gauze. I think I've got like the, um, alcoholic prep pads, all that kind of stuff. And I pulled out the stuff that I deemed crap. Yeah. I mean, I have like these adventure medical kits, those trauma kits where, you know, you can get them off Amazon and they're not terrible. They have quick clot and stuff in them, but I highly suggest if you have one good, one good medical kit, make sure that you know how you use it. Um, that's one thing I, I, like, I can't stress enough. I don't know everything about medical. Um, I really want to go take classes, uh, more classes on that stuff. Cause my only, my only experience with it is combat lifesaver and people who I've had to help in medical situations. Um, so it's not like, I'm not a complete idiot, um, but I know more about that stuff than I would say the common person. Um, but then, you know, like I'm not a, I couldn't even be like an ER janitor. You know, I feel like they know more medical shit than I do. So, you know, I would, I would definitely consider 
taking a lot of medical classes, especially if you, if you're, you know, if you want to make holes in people, you need to know how to plug them too, because they're not going to be the only ones with holes in them. So that's, I think, I think that's a good thing to have. Um, you want to take the next one? All right. Pull back up here. What do we got? Uh, We're on the second page now. Okay. Yeah. It's about this. Okay. And we can skip that first one. Hunting is easy. We can skip hunting that. and fishing. Yeah, we did that one kind of before. Uh, have you guys ever skinned and processed any animals? I feel like we just covered this. I don't think so. <laughs> we yeah. we have not. I mean, I have kind of a little bit, but not like not to the point where I would feel like I'm proficient at it. Yeah, and then the next one is uh, fish. Uh, yeah, same I mean, with I've... fish. Cleaning fish. I haven't done that. Um, I haven't done it in years is what I'll say. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been fishing in years. Uh, the last time I was fishing, I think the only time we ever ate anything, I mean, I was really young. So my parents would have done it. Yeah. And I've never been a, like, I like fish. I like good fish. I, I don't think I'm going to go catch sea bass and fucking make a sushi roll out of it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, fishing is definitely a good skill to have. Um, be a mediocre fisher. And that's really all you need to be. Um, you know, you're not going to go out catching fucking 19 foot bass, but you know, do what you got to do, you know, do, you know, whatever puts food on the table. I'm okay with. Yeah. And um, I'm, you know, I think another thing to think about too, and it's not as much work is if you're in, in an area where you can set a trap and not have to sit there with like a fishing pole and get fish or crabs or, um, a source of food from your water. That's another thing to consider too. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Oh man, it's been, it's, I, I think we covered, I think a lot. Um, what are your ammo choices? I want to know like what your ammo choices would be if you had, like what ammo do you stock up on? Uh, I have a feeling you're going to frown. But uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of 55 grain. I just run a ton of 55 grain. I buy the 200 round packs of um, 55 grain, the sealed stuff. Like you, you can get it sealed. Um, I buy that online like once uh, a month. Like the, um, is that the P, PMC stuff? No, it's M193. It's um, shit. Where's that? They come in like that green or like gray bag. No, it's M193. So it's it's legit M193. It's Lake uh, it's City. Federal. Yeah, yeah. Federal. Federal is the one that makes it. Yeah, it's not cheap, but it's I feel like it's something good to stock up on. Um, yeah. you know, and I feel like buying one of those like once or you know, once a month or once every other month, I feel like you could easily start having a stockpile of ammo that's decent yeah. ammo. Um I'm a little pissed at myself during the shortage. I did kind of shoot a little bit of that ammo and I was like, fuck. Like, um, but at the same time, I only went through one bag and not like four or five, like I wanted to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do kind of had a tendency to stock up on good ammo. Like M193, I feel like is a good minimum base. Now, if I, I do feel like I need to start stocking up on like some 77 grain OTM stuff, especially if I'm going to do like, um, like any sort of long range shooting. Um, but yeah, I, I wholly agree. Like good good ammo that's sealed and all that i feel like if you have that um and figure out a way to store it away and stack it away that's something that i think every that's very good um i love those uh uh gi cans the, the i mean those things seal nice yeah what i would like to do is get some extra magazines and have them on hand so that way i can um i can have extra magazines that i've loaded that i know i can trust um that i've loaded and usually that'll probably just be p mags load those and then vacuum seal those bags with that good ammo in them um and then vacuum seal those bags and just put it away uh and that way i have fully loaded mags that come into the world i just have to break the seal and i have good mags you know like for when time comes you know what i'm saying yeah uh how you know one thing i've wondered and i'm curious what your input how long like if you don't have ammo in a 
sealed box or something. How long does ammo actually keep? My understanding is like the modern stuff lasts a lot longer, but I think they perceived of the old stuff is like a few years with moisture, like if moisture sets into your primers or something. Yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, I, to be honest with anything, I think you could end up fucking up and having a problem. Um, you know, but I definitely agree, you know, maintain your stockpile and kind of go through it. Like, I think there comes a point where you have to start just kind of cycling through your old shit and make sure you're refreshing it. I think that's kind of what I think everyone kind of should look at, especially when it comes to ammo storage, because ammo is what I would consider at the end of the world. I would consider ammo to be something that I would count. Like that would be something I would go through and be like, all right, I have this much on hand of this. I have this much on hand of this. I have this much on hand of this. Like that's something that I would be counting probably every other day. Um, just because I feel like that's how sensitive of an item that would be just like water and food. Um, considering ammo is what's going to get you your food or keep you from dying or keep your family safe. I feel like it plays multiple roles. I feel like it should be a good quality ammo. Like don't, don't rust your life on fucking steel case, like rest your life on good quality, good ammunition that you would stake your life on. And M193 out of a 14 and a half inch barrel will fuck up some people, you know, real fucking good. So I would or a you 20 know. inch. <laughs> yeah. Or a 20 inch. Yeah. If you have a 20 inch and you're confident enough to run around with a 20 inch by all fucking means, do what you got to do. I mean, I think we talked about that before too, is like the, you know, like you have people, uh, I want to say like Congress, you know, they freak out about like the green tips or like Biden's trying to do this thing. Apparently, I don't know if they're actually doing it, but the whole like trying to get Lake city to stop selling green tips to civilians, the ballistics on those rounds suck. We talked about this before, like it's, they call it a penetrator round, but realistically you'd want a 55 grain and a 20 inch barrel. Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to penetrate, you want velocity, which you're going to get out of a longer barrel and a slightly lighter round. Yeah. So what are you, what are you drinking? What purple drink are you drinking? What in my uh in your BOP thing that you posted? I got uh, some sangria. Oh, okay. It looked like like cherry Dr. Pepper. And I was like, that looks awful. <laughs> this this stuff is so so, you know. My I, I asked my wife to get me some um sangria, and there was one I really liked a couple years ago. And I don't think it was this one, but every time I get something different. What's so funny is I'm not an alcohol person. So that's like, it's like some people are like, oh, stock up on alcohol. Like I got a really nice bottle of tequila in my freezer and I've only had a quarter of it and it's a big fucking bottle. So like, are you, are you saying stock up for like shit hit the fan stock up for alcohol? Is yeah. But apparently, apparently people are like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to want like your vices or your comforts. I'm like, yeah, uh, fucking no, learn I'm how not. to <laughs> learn how to roll tobacco, dude. Like that, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, you know, but when, when push comes to shove at the end of the world, I don't think you're going to be, you know, unless you're a severe alcoholic, I don't think you're going to be jonesing for, you know, a drink. Yeah, even, even then after a couple of days of sweats, they'll get over it <laughs> or die. Cause if you, if you try to detox from alcohol, you're, you're going to fucking die. Like if you're a severe alcoholic and you're trying to detox, have fun, have fun dying. Like I love the guys who sit there and drink a 20 rack every night and they're like, I'm not an alcoholic. And it's like, all right, give it up. And then they fucking sweat for the next three days and they're thrown up everywhere and they can't go to work. Yeah. You're not an alcoholic. <laughs> what else have you thought of for prepping? Like, cause I, to be honest, like I keep going through my weaknesses on my prepping stuff. And to be honest, if you guys are out there listening to this podcast, I would love your feedback on prepping stuff. I would honestly, I would like like honest feedback. Don't be a D bag and post some dumb stuff in the, in the, in the reviews or anything. Um, you can, I'll still read it on air. Um, but I, uh, I really would like more feedback on what we could do to improve our preparedness situations, i.e. natural disaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, Malar, Malar really just needs to start with water, um, <laughs> water and food. Uh, and you know, go from there. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of prepping for the emergencies that I know are going to happen and everything after that is trying to just like, 
I'll get there. Um, but I know I do have natural disasters that occur around me. I could get hurricanes a lot. I'm right here in the Gulf. Like I'm not very far from the ocean. So I, I do know that happens. We get flooding out here a lot. So I know that I could go a few days without power and be perfectly fine with the current setup that I have. But I also think that, um, uh, you know, you, you should always be looking to be more prepared than you currently are. So if you guys have any other solutions to what we've covered in our previous podcast and this podcast, I would love to know what other stuff you guys would like to discuss and go over. You got anything more? Uh, offhand, I can't really think of anything. I feel like we were kind of looped back to some of the stuff we talked about last time. I, I know we were going to jump, I thought, more into like guns and stuff. We dabbled in it. What um, do you want to, I mean, that's what I'm saying. What do you want to talk about? Because I'm, I'm running out of other things. Like I could talk yeah, all day I about mean, I, I think, I mean, I feel like, like the, the deer hunting question or something like that. And possibly um, like what side, like what rounds should you be using for that? Or like, what should you consider if you've never, like somebody like myself? who hasn't hunted deer, what should I be considering when I go out there? Um, Rifle-wise? I, I think that's something uh, that we definitely... Wise, I think that's something you and I definitely need to get someone who is experienced in that, like an experienced hunter. I think we, you and I need to get someone on the podcast that is um, very knowledgeable about stuff like that. Okay. I, um, I am not an experienced hunter. Uh, I want to be, um, and I hope to become one. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of time that that requires that I just don't have. Um, so you mean like sitting out there waiting for him? Well, I mean, getting your tags going and doing all that stuff. Like I work five to six days a week. Like I'm constantly working, I'm working. And then when I get home and working on my YouTube channel, so it's not like, you know, like, yeah, I would like more time in the day. Um, but you know, I am consistently trying to do more work. So it's not like, it's not like I'm, I've got a bunch of time to burn. Uh, so yes, I would like to go out and do some hunting. The problem is, is that there is nobody in my area that I could go and talk to. I know who I know people and I know that I could do high fence hunting, um, which is just going hunting on somebody's land that has a fence that you just go walk around until you find something and shoot it. Um, but that's not something I want to do. Like I want to learn how to go out on actual land and go shoot and learn how to hunt things um, and get my own meat and process my own meat and do stuff like that and learn where to cut, what not to cut, how, how you know, where, where I can do all this stuff at. Um, so yeah, definitely I would love more hunting content. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that I think generally needs to be said. Uh, when it comes to deer, um, I think two, two, three is a good enough round, especially if you have like a, a 53 grain or I'm sorry, um, a 60 grain or a 69 grain or a 77 grain. I think those would all be great rounds for deer, especially if you're really good with that rifle. Um, because a two, two, three round will take down a deer. I mean, look at a 243, a 243 is just a really hot, um, what is it? 20, 25 caliber. It's like a 6.5. Um, so like 243 is just a really hot 6.5. Um, you could run 6.5 Grendel, 308, um, 6 millimeter, all like all the really fast rounds. I think you could kind of hunt any medium to small game with. Um, like all that stuff, I kind of kind of had that figured out, but I would, you know, hunting laws being the way they are, I don't think you can go hunting deer with a 223 round. Totally get that. Um, I'm not I was for... about to say, I was about to say here, uh, that's not exactly an option. Like you need a 20 inch and you need a very heavy round. Like you need a, um, you need probably a 77 grain. Yeah. And the other thing to consider is a lot of those deer hunting rounds that are like two, two, three are soft point. Mm -hmm. Um, so just something to take note, I guess, if, if you're listening and you haven't looked into that before. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a soft point around would be good to have. I do have some of those, but I don't, you know, I, go ahead. I, 
I bought some of the 55 grain a while ago. Stuff was kind of expensive, but that was when I was like still trying to, like I was considering hunting. And then when I got those and I learned more about what the restrictions were in the area, I was like, well, these are kind of useless for what I got them for. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, definitely um, be aware of, of that, like the, whatever your requirements are locally and what fulfills those. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like um, what, what would be a good round like for hunting and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I have a 350 legend rifle. I've never done anything with, but I have it. Um, I know that would be a good hunting rifle, Um, but it's a bolt action, you know, things like that. Uh, But at the same time, at the end of the day, I could totally see myself um, using a, like a 223 or a 556 to take out an animal that I would need to eat. Yeah. I mean, what was recommended to me uh, was a 243 for deer. And I, I mean, all, I, I think ultimately this question does drill down to what are you trying to hunt? <laughs> because it, there's going to be that variable of what does it take to, to acquire that animal um, that you that you need for food. Hey Amen. I totally agree with you. Yes. I mean, um, for a deer, I've been told like a, a 243 would do the job and i mean i know people that are using 30 odd six and 308 um, which is a little big my understanding is the round actually goes through so i mean if the round goes through i don't i don't necessarily be, see that being a problem yeah it would i think it would definitely be a big you know big thing um i know dudes that freaking hunt deer with 300 wind mag um which i think is excessive like to the max um, but yeah, no, I mean, whatever you need to take out a, an animal, sure. You know, I mean, granted, I don't think you're going to go hunting with a 50 cow. I think that's probably a bit excessive. Um, there are guys <laughs> that, that do deer hunting with 450 Bushmaster or 458 SOCOM. Those rounds, those are big ass fucking rounds. Have you um, seen the, um, the YouTubes on the, there's like a 50 cow on a golf course. No. So they shoot towards a deer and they don't even hit the deer, just the repercussion of the round passing the deer's head, uh, like explodes its skull and it died. I, I see to me that doesn't, that that's not. I, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's not right. I think it's the, I, I'm not saying there's any, I, I feel like there's. Uh, well, not even that it's not right. I don't think 50 cal rounds can do that. I don't like. Like, there's a lot I don't know. So speaking on it just kind of doesn't, you know, I know a lot ballistically, but I know a round, like that round would literally have to touch you, like very minimally, like it could skim you. But in order for it to do that, it would, like in order for it to blow out your skull or a deer skull or something like that, it would have to touch that animal. I don't think the round just going by you relatively closely would you know because at that point then i think that all 50 like like a 50 cow could wipe out an entire city if you had a if you had a browning <laughs> m2 and you just had belts of ammunition you could wipe out an entire city if you could just get them close to people like i like you know like that's all you had to, they're just mini grenades you know i think i think there'd be a lot more damage than there is you know uh, so it's like i don't think that's necessarily real or maybe they did hit it and they just didn't think they hit it um they but had yeah. it on video. They actually had like a vid, like a camera out where the deer were, and they were just deer hunting with a fifty. Yeah, that's kind of fucked though. I'll, like have to, I'll have to look it up for you. But yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems extremely extremely excessive and like not warranted. You know, like I feel like I feel like that's kind of fucked up. But yeah, I mean, I for know. me, I would agree. It's uh, it's overkill. Yeah, I would. I would, I would definitely. Two forty three, and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, I got to get going here, so I got to go. I got to get some stuff done, and then and then go pick up the wife at the airport. So don't have too much fun. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed this podcast. This will be our part two. Uh, this should be coming out. Um, uh, well, not today. Uh, definitely at some point tomorrow. So Saturday ish. 
And uh, yeah, I apologize for being gone for an extra week. I hope that we made up for that with this podcast and we're going to have weekly podcasts. We'll be, we'll be going. I'll make sure that we don't have this issue again. Um, Yes, just with time and everything, I apologize to the listeners out there. I'm sorry that we did take a week break. So um, we'll definitely be more consistent on uploading. I try to upload on the weekends just so that way you guys you guys can either access it on the weekends or when Monday rolls around, you have a podcast that you can listen to. So um, do we have a um, game plan or agenda for tomorrow? Um, I think tomorrow we definitely need to talk more about your night vision. And I want to talk more about um, uh, just some stuff that I have here that I'm working on. So. All right. Cool. All right. Well, don't have too much fun. I'll talk to you later, man. All right. I will catch you later. Oh, wait, uh, you got to end your thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Run, suppress, stay blessed. Shoot him in the face.